Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. I'm your host, Joe Michaels, from the Joe Michaels blog. You can find me at joemichaels.blogspot.com. And there's a little bit of the show synopsis posted on the blog there with a link so you can come back here and listen to my lovely voice. I know you all just adore hearing me. So for today's show, I'm going to discuss percentages and earnings by indie authors. That's Indie means self-published. There are also indie presses who are independent publishing houses that are not part of the big five. So they're the little guys out there trying to make a difference in the world. We'll get into that in just a few minutes. So let's skip back and talk about what I'm going to have here on the show today. I'm going to talk a little bit about bean counting for authors, helping writers and creative business owners grasp accounting and taxes by Christina Mercer, because I feel like it plays directly into the earnings thing I'm going over today. All right, setting it up. I need you to have pen and paper at some point. You can save this show and listen to it again later, but you really want to write this down. So you can understand where the numbers are coming from and know that I'm not just pulling stuff out of my ass. I've decided to go with a book priced at $4.99. If you're a self-publisher, you're aware that Amazon pays out 35% royalty or 35% of the sale price of the book if you price your book from $0.99 to $2.98. 35%. If you price a book from $2.99 to $9.99, you get 70% of the sale price. That's a 70% royalty. And the base number that I'm going to use is $5,000. That's our earnings point. That, that's the number that we're all going to try to hit here as we gauge one way of publishing against another. So I priced a book at $4.99, so we get the 70% royalty, and we're shooting for $5,000. Okay, if you're ready, let's get going. Indie author, you have a book $4.99. You go over to KDP, which is Amazon's publishing platform. Every time you sell a copy of that book at $4.99, you're going to earn $3.49. That's $4.99 times .70. You get $3.49. Okay. So in order to make $5,000, which is our target number here, you would have to sell 1,433 books. I know that seems like a big number, but it's really not. Just wait until I move on here. That's really not a terrible number. 1,433 books to make $5,000. That's pretty good. Because when you hear the next numbers I'm about to throw at you, you, you're probably going to choke. I'm not really going to discuss the big five because I'm not sure how much of a royalty they offer their authors, but I'm positive that it's not 70% of the sale price. That's a ludicrous contract. I've never heard of anything like that. We're going to talk indie press. So in indie press, you generally get between 25% and 50% of the $3.49. Here's the caveat, right? You're not getting 25% or 50% of the $4.99 sale price. You're getting 25% to 50% of the earnings, which is $3.49 on a $4.99 book. 
So I broke it down twice, once at 25% and once at 50% of the 349 payout. You can get these numbers by multiplying 3.49 times 0.25 and 3.49 times 0.50. The number that you get, that is the payout. Here we go. Each sale at 25% payout of the earnings will earn you 87 cents. That's right, 87 cents. Look at 87 cents and look at $3.49. and You can clearly see there's a difference there. So at 87 cents, you have to sell 5,447 books to make $5,000. I know that 1,433 books sounded like a lot, but when you put it next to 5,747 books, it seems like a drop in the hat, right? In addition to that, I hear, I, haven't, I don't have this experience myself, but I hear that the smaller presses don't do a lot of marketing for you. Some of them do, some of them don't, so don't take my advice to the bank. Just know that there aren't very many that go out of their way to market you because they have a whole stable of authors. So now if you're making 50% of that $3.49 payout, that's $1.75. This is kind of an, an unheard of percentage for a small press to give an author, so it's pretty huge. You make $1.75, you have to sell 2,857 books to make $5,000. That is twice as much as 1,433. Actually, that's over twice as much. If you really look at the numbers there, it's going to tell you you're probably better off if you have to do all your marketing and stuff yourself anyway, going indie. Now, not that I hate small presses. I think some of them are really, really amazing. I have friends that are published with small presses and they love it. Those small presses are different. You just have to do your research before you sign any paperwork. Remember that your book is your baby. You work super duper hard to get it where it is. You deserve as much as you can possibly get out of it, okay? Again, I'm not going to talk about the big five, but again, it's not 70% of the sale price. I can promise you that. So now that you've kind of seen those numbers, feel free to take them and break them down. Feel free to tweak the price around higher, lower. I mean, I gave you the numbers for to get 70% royalty. I gave you the numbers to get 35% royalty. You may want to charge more for your book. You may want to charge less. The link to the book I'm about to talk about is in the description of the show. It's called Bean Counting for Authors, Helping Writers and Creative Business Owners Grasp Accounting and Taxes by Christina Mercer. I think that if you're going to self-publish, you definitely need a copy of this book. She will walk you through a lot of your expenses and things like that. I'm going to go right down the contents list to kind of tell you what is coming in this book. It's really cute. <clears throat> Her introduction. Chapter one, you get when being an author means business and a business versus a hobby. Chapter two, entities compared. Now I have to assume she means LLC versus DBA versus incorporated, that kind of stuff. Chapter three, keeping books. And I don't mean fiction. So this is all about your numbers, your earnings, things like that. Chapter four is sales and use tax. Chapter five is profits and business taxes. Chapter six is common expenses and budgeting. Chapter seven is complex expenses, part one. Chapter eight is complex expenses, part two. Chapter nine is employees and independent contractors. 
Now, employees are people that you pay regularly and independent contractors are like freelancers who, like editors, who you pay when you need them or proofreaders. You can write that off on your taxes, I believe. You will have to read the book to find out. Ha! So chapter 10 is savings and retirement. And then she has a little afterword and she gives you resources where you can look some of this stuff up and then she gives you a glossary so that you're not completely lost whenever you're reading the terms and stuff. She has an introduction in this book. I'm going to read it really quickly so that you kind of get an idea of what you're about to dive into. So her introduction reads, The term bean counting has been used playfully, or even critically, to describe the activities by those, namely us nerdy accountants, who fastidiously count each and every bean to ensure the down-to-the-penny accuracy of financial transactions. Counting beans is not what you would call an adventurous or exciting endeavor, but it is an important and necessary one. And though accounting for every bean coming into and going out of your business may not have you twirling in the streets, paying less in taxes and saving beans for the future is pretty great, right? Plus, it can help you avoid a day when not accounting for them correctly invites our nation's big bean counters to dip their ladles into your pot. Okay, enough about beans. I'm one of those weirdly ambidextrous creatures who is both an accountant and an author. And yes, I'm quite literally ambidextrous and have had the occasional interest from scholars studying such anomalies. My goal here is to bring some insight to authors who are not also weird, accountants, and who might benefit from some help on the accounting and taxation side of things. Blending my two worlds is exciting for me and in fact does have me twirling in the streets. And though these two professions couldn't be more different in their main functions, authors come closer to becoming many accountants than they realize. Why? Because once anyone becomes an official business owner, he or she crosses into the realm of, well, business. And that includes tending to accounting and taxes. Originally, I shared some of the guidance found within this book in a 10-part blog series at www.indies-visible.com. After gaining positive feedback and encouragement from fellow authors and others in the writing industry, I compiled slash polished slash fluffed all 10 posts, added loads more content, including some handy visuals, and wrapped everything up in one convenient book. Though my target audience is authors and creative types, much of the information provided can be used by many other business owners. My hope is that those serious about managing their businesses will find value in what is shared, and maybe, just maybe, they will watch their beans sprout into a vibrant wealth of green. Well, thank you, Christina. That was amazing. I hope you do all pick up bean counting for authors. I know that you probably need some tax help, as we all do. That's it for today's show, everyone. I know it was short and sweet, but let's keep it short and sweet, right? I hope you all have a fantastic weekend coming up. If you have any questions or anything, drop them into the comments. Ping me. Leave me something. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. May your muse be loud and your coffee be hot. Thank you for listening.